Welcome to the Week 16 DFS edition of the Fantasy Football Brothers podcast. My name is Blake, and I'm here with my younger brother Carson as we discuss uh, DFS players that we like this week. So uh, let's jump right into it. Carson, tell us about Justin Herbert playing Houston at on the road for yeah. 7200 Yeah, Justin Herbert, 7200 I mean, I remember a few weeks ago, probably about that, uh, right when we started the show, he was having a very inconsistent stretch where he'd go 45 12 15, 34, 13. But since then, he's had five straight weeks over uh, 24, at least 24 DFS fantasy points. And one of those was 38.3. So he has the ability to boom and he's showing that he is starting to have a consistent floor. Um, I think he became a Pro Bowl quarterback, so that's pretty cool too. Shows you how he's been doing that well this season. And then it's just a great matchup. Um, The only concern with him is the Chargers not needing to throw the ball as much because... Uh, the Texans rank 14th in passing yards allowed per game, so that's not even like an amazing matchup, but they rank 32nd in rushing yards allowed per game. So that's the only risk with him, but I expect the Chargers to be really be in control in this game for him to uh, definitely do what he needs to do and get a few passing touchdowns, and hopefully he can still get enough yards uh, to get a three-point bonus. Yeah, I'm looking here at his game log, and it shows uh, his his fewest number of pass attempts was 31. That was in Week 14 against the Giants. Uh, obviously they haven't really played a team as bad as Houston, uh, this season. So anything could happen with that in terms of, uh, how much volume we see from him. But the, the most important thing with quarterbacks, it's not volume, it's efficiency. So you don't necessarily have to be scared off. If he gets, you know, three, three or four touchdowns quickly, uh, then it won't really matter how many, uh, completions or attempts he has because you've already gotten the points and then they can kind of coast from there. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably do what works. I mean, with Eckler, with how many receptions he gets, this is definitely a passing team. So yeah, hopefully that can work out for him. Uh, I can transition myself into Matthew Stafford at 6,700. Um, he didn't capitalize on his good matchup last week against the Seahawks only at 16.5 DFS points. But before that he had three straight, uh, 23.5 or higher DFS fantasy points, and this is a really good matchup. I mean, this Vikings defense has been very bad all season, and they rank 29th in passing yardage allowed per game. And you can pair them up nicely with Cooper Cup, and we'll talk about him later. And I just think 6,700 is like the a super cheap price for Matthew Stafford. He's been over 7,000 or higher like f- more than five times this season, so this is a discounted price, and I don't really understand why. Yeah, I mean, he's $1,000 cheaper than his uh, season peak wow. right now. So, uh, yeah, obviously a great price there. And we talked about it on the uh, regular DF or the regular season show of the uh, podcast saying that the Seattle game was very slow-paced. I think that this game against Minnesota is going to be the exact opposite. Um, lots of scoring, lots of uh, fast pace. Uh, throwing the ball a lot. So, yeah, you like Stafford there. Uh, I think it's a great option at 6700 right, And if you want to punt at quarterback, I'll yeah. let Blake take over. Minimum-priced David Blau. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about the Detroit starting quarterback in the, in the event that uh, Jared Goff is unavailable. Uh, it seems to be trending that direction. And at $4,000 against the Atlanta Falcons defense, I mean... All you can do is go up, really. Yeah. Um, the idea here is you're you're punting at quarterback. You're getting someone who is not playing a difficult defense, uh, a team that has been uh, playing some motivated football lately, and you do have a wide receiver that has emerged recently, and um, Amon Ross. 
Amon Ross St. Brown. So you can uh, pair those two guys up. Uh, you can even go super cheap and throw in uh, uh, Craig Reynolds, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, you could definitely do a cheap stack with the Lions. Definitely, and I and I don't really advise that because I think that you know you're saving so much at quarterback that you can spend up elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but you know, also Josh Reynolds at wide receiver, he is uh, my thing is loading uh, forty six hundred. Wow. And he has been a double digit scorer in three of his last four, so you like that. Uh, but yeah, the idea is that you spend really low at quarterback, and then you and then you stack up elsewhere. Uh, I've got a lineup that has multiple top dogs at wide receiver uh, with Blau in there, so uh, those are the options that you can create for yourself by doing that. All right, I can move on and talk about Madison and Patterson, I guess. Uh, Alexander Madison, sixty-eight hundred. Uh, Dalvin Cook has been ruled out with COVID, and we've talked about Alexander Madison multiple times on this podcast. He is just Dalvin Cook whenever he has the backfield to himself. So at 6800 that's a really good price for him. That's probably the cheapest he's ever been priced. Uh, no, he's been cheaper. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's... I just meant like when they expected him to be in the, the role of having right. the backfield to himself. DraftKings uh, tends to price up those backups. Uh in the event that the the starter is unavailable and we'll actually talk about some players that did not get that boost in price uh, based on their uh, starters projections if that makes sense we'll, we'll clarify that later on yeah but go for madison i mean you're getting a, an elite running back for a price that is much cheaper than the very very top guys yeah. like dalvin cook for example 8300 Alexander Madison, I think, will do just as good as Dalvin Cook with Dalvin Cook not being there, and you're getting a much cheaper price because of that situation. Uh, I can move on to Cordell Patterson, 6,700. He's, he's been disappointing lately. Um, hasn't really boomed since week 12, but we know that the talent is there, and he's facing the Lions defense who allow a lot of rushing yards to running backs, if it's not the Cardinals, I guess. Uh, we saw, I think, Javante Williams and uh, Melvin Gordon a few weeks ago, both had 20-plus fantasy points, so I expect Cordell Patterson to get his fair share, and at 6700 I mean, I think that's just a good price. I mean, I'm nervous because he's been mediocre as of late, but, I mean, this is DFS. This is not regular fantasy, so I think you got to trust him at that price and expect him to pay off at that price. Do you agree? Yeah, uh, and the idea is going for, uh, going for big games, and, and we're t trying to target players that are going to deliver on that. All right. Do you want to talk about Robinson and Sanders? Or I can add, I can talk about Sanders if you want uh, to. Yeah, let's, okay, let's start with James Robinson, who is on the road to the Jets. Uh, we saw how he performed last week in Houston. He was a very popular player in uh, DFS tournaments. Uh, I think he's going to be a very popular player again this week, just based on how the Jaguars' schedule is working out. Uh, in Houston, he had 17.8 DFS points. Uh, 18 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Three catches for 13 yards on six targets. Uh, it's just, you know, Urban Myers out of the uh, Jaguars coaching staff, and I think that means that James Robinson is getting his chance to uh, kind of reclaim that role as the lead back, uh, and, and that's a good opportunity. He's got a great matchup this week. I, I like him at 5,900. Yeah, I really do too. Uh, he's coming off the... A game where he had the tie for most touches, uh, and this is not even close to his most expensive price. So I do think that's really good. Uh, I can talk about Miles Sanders briefly at 5,600. 
Um, this is someone I would have never trusted earlier on the season. I wouldn't trust any Eagles earlier on the season, but we're about to talk about, about another Eagles player later on in the podcast. But Miles Sanders has back-to-back 100-plus rushing yard games, and I honestly think that says enough. And he's getting so much usage in Week 13 against the Jets. He had 24 carries uh, for 120 rushing yards. And in Week 15 against Washington, he had 18 carries for 131 rushing yards. So... I just and this matchup against the Giants, uh, who ranked twenty sixth in rushing yards allowed per game, doesn't scare you. So I think at fifty six hundred, he's hot right now with his rushing, and um, he got two receptions in week fifteen and three in week thirteen. He's just getting a lot of touches, so I think he's a good pick right now. Yeah, there's a lot of good things about Sanders. He's got uh, there's a few things you can list off. One, he's playing at home against a not very good defense. Uh, two, he's getting twenty plus touches at the running back position. Uh, three, he is under $6,000. I mean, there, there's a lot to like here. Yeah. All right, I'll let you talk about Justin Jackson at 4200 and uh, Ronald Jones at 5100 Yeah. Okay, so I'll start with uh, Ronald Jones. I'll switch it up on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just because we're going in descending order. But uh, So this is an example of a player that was not priced up preemptively uh, in the event that Leonard Fournette would be missing. Uh, so you're getting a huge discount at a starting running back who, like we've seen last season, um, is a top 10 running back when given the workload. So uh, the matchup is not great. Carolina is kind of tough. Uh, they're middle of the road against the run, but very difficult to pass against uh, and kind of middle of the road in points allowed. But the point is, Ronald Jones, we've seen him be a proven asset in this offense. Uh, they are going to rely on him in a considerable manner uh he's not really going to be competing with anyone else for running back touches presumably uh and at 5100 it's it's hard to argue with that yeah i agree we can move on to wide receivers oh real quick uh oh yeah sorry yeah justin jackson (laughs) don't don't leave him out yet yeah don't forget about him yeah 4200 for justin jackson so this is uh in response to the news that uh austin eckler has been placed on the covid list as well uh, Justin Jackson, $4,200. He's playing Houston. We just talked about what James Robinson was able to do against them last week. Now, I don't expect uh, quite that level of success for Jackson necessarily. Uh, he's likely going to have some competition with, uh, what is his name? Something Kelly. Joshua, I think. Yeah, it's Josh Kelly. Yeah. Um, it will be somewhat of a committee, but what we saw last week when Eckler was healthy was uh, Jackson actually outcarried him 13 to 12. So he's gonna he's going to get low to mid uh, teen carries, uh, a few catches sprinkled in there, I would assume. I mean, he had, he's had uh, at least one in his past three games. So a little bit of PPR upside, not a lot, um, but at 4,200, you know, it kind of goes along the same lines of, of David Blau. Uh, you're, you're spending very low at running back. Uh, in order to pay up elsewhere. All right. Um, I'll talk about Cooper Cup briefly, just because it's kind of self-explanatory. 9100 very expensive. Um, but stacking him with Stafford, and I already did a little bit of analysis against the uh, Vikings defense. Apparently they rank last against wide receivers. Just a very bad defense this season. 
Um, Cooper Cup's on pace to break the uh, single-season receiving yard record, and I think that says enough for how he's performing this year. Never has had single digits. Used to be able to say that about Deontay, but can't say that anymore. <laughs> and, I mean, he's had three straight, ga- three straight games with 100-plus receiving yards and at least one receiving touchdown. So Yeah, you have to find a way to squeeze him into your lineup, really, because he's he's just delivering week after week. Yeah. and. Uh, it's you know he's he's on incredible pace. Uh, it's exciting to watch. All right, you want to talk about Justin Jefferson at eighty one hundred? Yeah, on the other side of this matchup, like we've said before, uh, when talking about Matt Stafford, we expect this game to be high, uh, high action, fast paced. Uh, Justin Jefferson is the clear number one in Minnesota. Uh, we've seen him be used heavily, uh, very consistently this season, and. He is $1,000 cheaper than Cooper Cup. If you are able to have either one of these guys in this matchup, I think they will do well for you, uh, just based on their usage and how the uh, game flow will likely happen. You want to talk about T. Higgins, too? Yeah, so T. Higgins, uh, we didn't talk about Joe Burrow, but in this matchup, uh, Baltimore is very uh, not good against the pass. They rank 31st in passing yards allowed per game. Uh, you, you feel better about T. Higgins than Jamar Chase at this point in the season, I think, because Jamar Chase had such a hot start, uh, but he's kind of regressed. And T. Higgins has been uh, a much more consistent uh, wide receiver one in that offense uh, if you ignore Week 15, where a lot of players, granted, <laughs> did very poorly. Um, his other weeks in, a, in these last four games, in Week 14, 19.4 fantasy points. Week 13, 31.8, and wow. week 12, 26.4. So at 6,200 and a good matchup, playing at home, uh, you like T. Higgins. He's 900 cheaper than Jamar Chase. Um, I can move on. I'll lump together Marquise Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Marquise Brown's 5,800. I mean, this is someone who has been priced at, he was priced 6,900 in week 12, and He's just kind of regressed a bit. He's been below his season-long average in, po- in fantasy points for a while, but he's coming off a game where he had his most receptions this season and tied for most targets. 10 receptions on 14 targets. It only amounted to 43 yards, but what I really like about Marquise Brown and what I really like about wide receivers as I talk about him is I like that he's getting the volume, and also he usually is the type of wide receiver archetype that is just getting big plays. So the fact that he's getting that volume and he has that big play potential, I just expect him to be able to boom. I just, uh, it's hard for me to bet against him at that price, and that's really how I feel about him. Um, yeah, I'll say this. Um, we do expect, I mean, we can look back at week seven when Baltimore played Cincinnati. He had 19 fantasy points, five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. Um, On 14 targets, wow. Yeah, 14 targets there <laughs> as well. So, uh, And that's a very inefficient day. I think, I wonder, if was that the week where he had a couple drops? Um, um, I remember he had a couple bad drops earlier yeah, this year, but um, there has been a bit of a, a quarterback, not necessarily carousel, but um, between Huntley and Jackson. Yeah. Uh, of who's going to start. I think either way you feel good based on how he was used when Huntley was there, and uh, we've seen how he's performed with Jackson there. So yeah. I mean, it's just hard to get a person, a player at this price, 5,800, who has had like 36.5 fantasy points this season. Like, that's an extremely high ceiling, so that's what I really like about him. Uh, I can talk about Amon Ross St. Brown. 
talked about it last week. That really worked out, but we didn't get to upload that video. Now that I'm saying that because of all the postponed games. But I did call it. Amon Ross St. Brown had another great week. He had 23.5 fantasy points, helped out my team a lot. His past three weeks, he's had 24.8. 15.3 and 23.5 fantasy points. He just really emerged in this offense. He's had 26 receptions in that time and thir on 35 targets. Um, I think that says enough. And two two touchdowns. Regardless of Jared Goff or David Blau's there, I really don't think it's Goff's doing that's allowing St. Brown to emerge like this. I think it's St. Brown just getting integrated in the offense. So I'm not really worried about the quarterback. And I think at 5,600 against Atlanta's defense, I think he has an opportunity to do very, very well again. Um, yeah, that's what I like about him. You want to talk about uh, probably a lot of people choosing him. Antonio Brown at 4,900. Yeah, he's going to be extremely popular as well, probably along with Ronald Jones. Um, the issue here, uh, Chris Godwin, we already know, is going to be inactive. Uh, Mike Evans is up in the air at, at the time of... Uh, recording this podcast so his availability is still in question but the reality is when Antonio Brown has been healthy he's been one of Tom Brady's favorite targets uh, they have that relationship outside of the game of football that uh, I think that it, it shows when they play on the field yeah. together I mean he's averaging 20 fantasy points this season a small sample size small albeit. sample size but uh, he has four touchdowns in let's see six games nope Five games played. Wow. Uh, so, th 29 catches, 418 yards. Jeez. Uh, so, he gets used quite a bit yeah. when he's healthy and available. And those were games with at least one of Evans and Godwin, if not both. Correct, yeah. So, so I, it's, a, it's a big role for him to step into. Uh, they, have a, they have a history of uh, he, Brady likes to throw to him. And the matchup, I mean... Tampa Bay is going to continue to throw. That's just yeah. that's their offense. Yeah. So I don't expect them to get shut out again. <laughs> no, no, not 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 at all. So uh, forty nine hundred. It's really hard to go away from that kind of usage. Yeah. All right. We can move on to tight ends. Uh, Mark Andrews seven thousand. Another player that really helped me out in my lineup. He's got back to back weeks with thirty plus uh, DFS points, thirty one point five and thirty eight point six, uh, and back to back games with double digit receptions. Back to back games with receiving touchdowns. I mean, he's just on fire. Uh, I think he's a little gone, gone a little bit under the radar because of George Kittle, because we've been talking about him lately. But week 14, Mark Andrews at 31.5, as I said. And then he did even better than Kittle last week. And he's priced cheaper than... Uh, no, Kittle's not in this contest. But Mark Andrews on fire. Um, and same reasoning I've talked about with Marquise Brown. The volume is there and Andrews is on fire. I, there's not much to say. 7,000, you need to get him. If you can, he's, I'm not going to say he's Cooper cup, but he's playing insanely well at the position and I, I want to find a way to get him in my lineup if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Rob Gronkowski, another one of Brady's favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of goes along the same analysis with Antonio Brown when Gronkowski, and he has a much larger sample size uh, relative to Brown, but uh, Gronk gets used quite a bit when, when he is healthy and available. Uh, at, $6,200, uh, he's got boom potential, and I think he's going to be used quite a bit. Last week, he was targeted 11 times, only delivered on two of those. That was really just a poor performance by the by the Buccaneers. You don't expect that in back-to-back -back weeks. Yep. Um, I'll talk about Dallas Goddard at 5,100. 
Uh, similar analysis to Miles Sanders. Uh, I mean, Goddard's in back-to-back games with 100-plus receiving yards, and he had two touchdowns uh, in Week 13 that allowed him to really boom. And then in Week 15, he had 23.5 points with no touchdowns. I mean, at 5,100, that's really hard to pass up on when you can get a tight end to have that kind of performance without even being t- uh, touchdown dependent. So I really like him. Not tough. Not a very tough matchup at all. Um, I think you trust him, and he's definitely not priced as high as he should be after that performance because of prices being made before that Tuesday game. So take advantage of that price. I expect him to go up uh, significantly next week if he has another big week. So cash in when you can. So I guess you want to wrap it up and talk about Cole Komet and Brevin Jordan? Yeah, let's talk about a few cheap guys at tight end. So uh, Cole Komet, 3,300, playing on the road against Seattle. Good matchup. And here are his targets for the last four weeks, 9, 5, 7, and 11. So he's getting looked at by Justin Fields. Justin Fields is uh, starting to get higher yardage totals in the passing game, which you like to see uh, from him developing as a quarterback, a young quarterback. Um, And yeah, Komet, uh, a couple games with three catches, that's not great, but he has uh, had six and eight catches in in that span as well. So... uh, the, the real troubling part about Komet, besides low catches, and, you know, these these is tight ends we're talking about, so <laughs> that's kind of a given, But uh, unless you're talking about the top-end guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cole Komet has not scored a touchdown <laughs> in over a year. Wow. So... That's a bit. Of, that's a bit troubling. But hey, I mean, there's no. There's nothing saying that this week can't be the one at 3,300. That would really change how you, uh, how he affects your team total. So uh, roll with him at 3,300. I don't don't think that's a bad option. And then all the way down at the position minimum, your boy, Brevin Jordan, <laughs> 2,500. Uh, I'm gonna have to type in his name here to yeah, pull up this I stuff. Yeah, I can't find him either because. Uh, there's a lot of people at 2,500. Here's the thing. Last week, he did not practice at all, had a hand injury. Uh, if he plays this week, you really like the matchup. Um, they're going to be behind uh, the Chargers. $2,500. He has had three touchdowns in how many games played? One, two, three, four, six. Six. Yeah. So, scores a touchdown in half of his games. Uh, you like those odds, and uh, just, I mean, they're going to have to throw. So you're punting at the position. Uh, I've been kind of advocating for the cheap guys all podcast long, yeah. but, I mean, but there's hard. reason for it. It's I, hard to get any touchdown upside at minimum tight end price. So, But he has it. Yeah, yeah, he does. So. All right, I guess we can wrap it up there. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, enjoy your Christmas, and uh, hopefully win some money in DFS. Yeah, good luck in your games. Peace out, everybody.